Welcome to the ongoing story of the Bible, Season 2, Sons and Daughters. People are now spreading around the globe. The Bible story focuses on one family line. Each of the characters is flawed. They're not God. They are human, like us. God works with, through and alongside people in the unfolding family journey. Episode 2, A New Man and a New Beginning. The knowledge of pre-flood life was shared by Noah and the other seven people who had been on board the ark. Noah dies aged 950. People still live a long time, but after the flood, the lifespans of generations are reducing. Shem, Noah's son, is still living, as is his son Arphaxed. Shem lives to be 602 years old. In Mesopotamia, Babylon, 19 generations from Adam, we meet a 70-year-old man called Terah, meaning wanderer. Terah has three sons. Nahor, meaning snorting, scorched, or free man. Haran, meaning hill, mountain. And Abram, meaning high father. Abram is born around 1900 BC. They live in the civilized trading city of Ur, meaning moon city, where people worship many gods and idols. The middle son, Haran, dies, and Terah sets out for Canaan with his youngest son, Abram. He takes with him his grandson, Lot. But when they reach the city of Haran, in modern-day Turkey, they settle. Abram marries his half-sister, Sarai. Sarai is Terah's daughter by another wife. After Terah dies, aged 205 years old, God speaks to Abram. Abram is 75 years old. He's childless. God promises to make Abram's descendants a great nation, to bless him, to curse anyone who curses him, and to make his name great, and through his descendants to bless all families on earth. God asks Abram to leave Haran for a new life in Canaan. So, Abram, the 20th generation since Adam, heads south with his wife Sarai, meaning princess, and their workforce and possessions. He also takes with him his brother's son, Lot, meaning a covering or veil. They arrive in Canaan, a land occupied by Ham's descendants, Amorites, meaning highlanders or hillmen. Then God appears to Abram and tells him that this is the land that he will give his descendants. So Abram builds an altar and then moves south and builds another altar at a place called Bethel, meaning the house of God, and calls on God again. But there is a drought, so Abram moves to Egypt, where there is a guaranteed water supply from the River Nile. But fearing Egyptians will kill him for his beautiful wife Sarai, he tells them that she is his sister. So Sarai is taken by court officials to Egypt's pharaoh's harem, and Abram is given livestock as a gift in return. But because of Sarai's presence in the palace, God brings plagues on the royal court. So Pharaoh calls for Abram, and when he discovers the deceit, he banishes them from Egypt. Now Abram, his wealth and livestock and servants return to Canaan and settle near Negev, 
meaning dry. But because there's not enough pasture land, quarrels break out between the servants of Lot and Abram. Finally, Abram decides that they should separate and gives Lot first choice of the land. Lot selects the fertile watered Jordan Valley and settles near the city of Sodom, possibly meaning to scorch or burn. Abram moves to Hebron, meaning community or alliance, and there God renews his promise to give him land. Sometime later, Abram learns that Lot has been captured by an invading army of four kings. So Abram takes 318 trained men and under cover of night, the men divide forces. They attack and pursue them from the north. They're victorious, reclaim Lot, his goods and other captives. On his return, Abram is visited by a king and priest called Melchizedek, meaning my king is righteous. Melchizedek is the king and priest of Salem, the city of peace, later known as Jerusalem. Melchizedek shares bread and wine with Abram, and Abram gives him one-tenth of all he owns. Abram also refuses to take any payment from the king of Sodom, only what his men ate and their personal spoils. So God visits Abram in a vision and says that he is his protector, his shield and great reward. But Abram is troubled. He's still childless. God hasn't given him the desire of his heart, a child. So he decides that his servant, Eliezer, meaning my God is help, will be his heir. But God says that Abram's heir will come from his own body. God shows him the stars in the sky and says this is how many descendants he will have. Abram and Sarah are both old and don't have any children. How could God's promise come true? You can read this story in the Bible book of Genesis, starting at chapter 11, verse 10, through to chapter 15. The Bible Library brings together one interconnected story. You can find connections and references across the books. Nothing in the Bible books is without purpose. You can view the big picture, the meta-narrative, the overall, or the unique scene, the micro-story. Once you start to see the story scenes in the Bible and characters in context of the greater whole, the overall picture has more depth and meaning. It's a bit like using Google Earth. You can zoom in or you can zoom out. Listen in for the next instalment of the ongoing Bible story. These podcasts, called Full Circle, are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators, some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.